0: What's up, my fellow scruffy-looking nerf herders, and welcome to the Carbonite chat. Today, we're going to be talking about Chapter 33 of the Last Jedi novel. Now, this is right after Finn and Rose have been kind of crashing into each other because of idiots. Um, they're now trying to get back, and as they're trying to get back, of course, the door has been blown up because Rose, you know, is stupid, and so they were trying to get back, and inside of the base is basically everyone giving up hope including leia because the door's been down so you have what's going on in hux's mind as well as what's going on with leia and the resistance and leia and the resistance are completely giving up they think there's no hope and this is when luke appears and leia begins to think that it's a mirage that her mind's kind of given up on her that she's kind of angry that this is happening that she's you know, seeing, you know dreaming, daydreaming. But then C-3PO sees it. She realizes a droid wouldn't see anything. And so they begin to have a discussion. And this is, again, just pointing back to this was in the movie. So I won't touch on it too much. But it just doesn't make sense. Leia has always held up hope for her son. And the last memory she has of her son is sensing him as he's about to fire the weapons to blow up the Rattus. Yet he decides not to. And she was just longing for him to come back to her. And then he he didn't blow it up. But yet now the next time she's giving up hope. She, she understands that Luke can't save it. And then we go to Luke who has never tried to go back and rescue Kylo. Was considering killing him at one point, And has argued the entire time with Rey that Kylo can't be saved. Is now saying, but no one's too far gone. What it just it's the contradiction that hops back and forth endlessly through this novel and movie is just utterly mind-boggling. So then it goes to Hux, and Hux is sitting there, and he's thinking about the first order, and he's thinking about how you know it's been built up, and here's the time that he's kind of been cherishing that the rest of their life is going to be hunting down the remaining members of the resistance or those of the new republic and chasing them into a little cave that they'll then blow up using his technology and everything he's built and he will cherish every moment of it it may take a long time but he's gonna he's gonna love every second of it because this is what he's been building up for is to capture them bring them out execute them and he's gonna just enjoy every moment now you might be wondering one of the plot hole issues of the movie is uh that Finn and Rose can crash directly in front of a bunch of ATM 6s and nothing ever happened to them. They, they're able to walk their way back, and you know, Finn dragging Rose along, and nobody does anything. But the book covers that. So don't worry, the book is here to save you from your plot hole issues, to show you how magnificent the movie is. Finn realizes that they're not shooting him, and then he realizes it's because they don't care. It's because they know they already have victory. So why shoot them there? Which just doesn't, it just doesn't, really, yeah, it's so stupid. Okay, the the hugs we know from history in the books of Aftermath, when he was first told that he was going to give power, the first thing this little psychopathic kid did was he started just making the kids beat each other and just enjoyed it because he could cause them to inflict pain on someone else just because he said so. He's a sadist. He's an utter sadist. They've all talked about how he likes to grandstand and stuff. Here's a point to do that. Like, oh, by the way, we're coming to kill you, and you know we are. But see your two little friends that are just trying to get by. We're going to blow them up with the ATM6. Because they've already had the issue. They had them on the ship, and they got away. They had them on the supremacy captured, and then they got away. Why? Why wouldn't they just blow them up there there's going to be plenty of other people to kill why not build up the torture or the you know the fear of what's coming by going ahead and shooting them there why because you know Ryan didn't really think anything through and then he realized he needed to get them back after the stupid moment of Rose saving Finn saving Finn for no reason and so i, I don't know maybe hux was trying to not go after those that he hates, but only for those that he loves. <laughs> it's so dumb. So that's why they were able to get back because they didn't care about killing them, even even though it makes zero sense. But whatever. So then Luke shows up, of course, as I said, and uh, they're discussing, you know, everything. And then he goes to leave, and of course, when they touch, she realizes that he's not actually anybody that you know he's not anybody he's not a real person that he's all you know projecting himself and so she knows it and you know that's come out kind of a force nothing of a big you know shocker to the system the only interesting thing left in this chapter is that Hux is when Luke comes out Hux sees him and he begins to kind of think about how beautiful this moment is in that He's a Jedi, and the Jedi were one of the earlier ones that they know in history that would take kids as a children and then train them up, and that was how they built their warriors. Now, of course, Hux is viewing them as warriors. Jedi we know are actually peacekeepers, even though uh, for a small period of time they did go to war as generals in the. But this is how Hux views it, and then they trained up the clones they brought the clones and the clones were trained up on Kamina and he says it's yet another force that was raised up as children and trained as children to then become warriors and he says and the Jedi turned against the Emperor and then it was the clones that then shot them all down and killed them And he said found that to be ironic but fitting and I guess that's kind of where he gets his view of why it is that you know, clones or troopers are better than the Jedi. Of course, that's only knowing from his point of view and not knowing the full point of view of actually what all happened with Order 66, but we all know that. And um, so he discusses it, and then his father, Brendel, who was one of the people that was chosen, if you read the Aftermath novels, you know this, if you didn't read the Aftermath novels about what happened after Return of the Jedi, Emperor Palpatine put this operation in, you know, operation in that happens if he ever died. And in it, it was supposed to kind of destroy the vast majority of what was left over the Empire and set up kind of this remnant of specifically chosen people that would then be able to do certain jobs to rebuild. And one of them was... Armitage is Hux's father, Brendel Hux. And Brendel was specifically known very well for being very good at training up cadets. And so that was why they wanted him, because he was going to be the one that instituted the training. And Hux was talking about, as Hux has kind of taken over the guard of doing what his father was doing, that what Brendel pieced together was training methodologies from both the clones on Kamino and also what the Jedi Order did. And of course, he very much believed in training. Young kids, and he said so. Now, basically, the first order is kind of a legacy member from, or yeah, the first order is kind of a legacy of the Jedi order and what they've done, which is interesting. It seems like another time that Ryan Johnson's trying to make it out like the Jedi are the worst thing that's ever happened in Star Wars, and that's why it needs to end. Um, or you can just put it up to this is how Hux views it because Hux is the bad guy and you know he found the kind of pleasure in the fact that the jedi started this now the first order which he believes to be the perfect incarnation of kind of battle-ready you know warriors is now going to be what destroys the remaining jedi as the first iteration the clone troopers destroyed the vast majority and basically the jedi order of their time and so that was kind of an interesting little head moment going on and as he's thinking it You have Kylo firing all the weapons down. And Hux is kind of realizing that Snoke had let Hux kind of run the army and do a lot of things. And he kind of sat back. And now Hux sees that Kylo's not able to do that. Kylo's got to kind of act. And he realizes that his emotion and the way he acts out and kind of going. It's kind of ironic because the way he's explaining it is the way every other general views Hux. Or not a general, excuse every, like, captain views Hux. And it's ironic, but it's yet again them doing the villains just a, terribly. Like, the writing for them was just awful. Why do you always have to constantly degrade and beat down who who's leading? Like, you know, who the villain is? It's always got to be, oh, they're going to make a mistake here. Oh, they're going to mistake make a mistake here. No one respects them. You had someone kind of throw a little disrespect at Vader in A New Hope, and he quickly stopped that. And then by empire, people are terrified of him. And they showed a little bit of fear in The Force Awakens, you know, maybe because it was simply just because, you know, Kylo could act out and do whatever. And I'm fine with them portraying this as Kylo if they would have done a lot of other things differently. But the fact that you did the same thing to Hux and to Kylo, at least let one of them be competent, one of them be respected by the vast majority of people. One of them being strategically and tactically inclined, that would be nice. You know, if I cared to watch episode nine, that would be nice. <laughs> you know, where I could, you know, have some intrigue about maybe the bad guys will actually outsmart the good guys for a change. And not just have more technical power. But that's the way it's always gonna be. So Hux is thinking that, and then Hux is saying that, you know... But he'll use this to his advantage, his emotional... You know, how emotional he is and all that. And he'll use it to kind of break him off from the rest of the group and figure out a way to kind of put an end to him, much like he did to his father. Because if you don't know, again, in the aftermath... Was it aftermath? Or was it... It might have been the Phasma novel. Yeah, the Phasma novel. That It's admitted that Hux, through Phasma, kind of worked in a way to kill Brindle, his father, so that he could kind of gain more leverage and um to get more control over everything and so Hux is very inclined to doing so but I just you know if one of them would be like if Hux would have been kept competent and just this psychopathic leader that's extremely sadist and crazy and evil to the core then okay I can it'd be better than it's like okay just Kylo has emotionally been out of shape but really it's both of them and both of them are idiots And so we're supposed to be afraid for, you know, the good guys when we've got, you know, dumb and dumber, you know, competing to be the bad guys. It just doesn't work. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's... Oh, but anyways, that's chapter 33. There wasn't too much to it, but I thought there was just enough not to continue and do another chapter because I know when i do multiple chapters it ends up running into like an hour long video so i'm trying to hold off from that and i'm also trying to work into making a podcast so that i can be able to do something like that but you don't have to watch it on a video and you can download it as a podcast and listen to it doing it wherever you are and even speed it up to two times the speed which is what i always do on my podcast but anyways i look forward to hearing your comments down below and discussing them with you down there i also have a link to my Tee Public page down below and i'll post the rest of the videos if it's the first one you've seen i've covered every single chapter in this novel and i'll have that playlist right there if you didn't read it or if you want to hear someone else's opinion on the novel so far there you go right there as always thank you very much for watching and never forget you nerd i love you